This is Bank Australia Podcast On Purpose. Together with our special guests, we take you into thought-provoking discussions on positive change in our community and our planet. Traversing from the arts to the environment, entrepreneurship to human rights, our host, Olga Klepova, meets the trailblazers who put purpose before profit. It's okay to be a strong woman. When you are a female in this business and you are a mother, you are viewed in a completely different light. I think we do have to have the conversations, but I'm just not quite sure we're having the right conversation. I am a woman and I am making music and you think it should just be as simple as that. This is a man's world! Dozens of Australian women from the music industry took part in the film, produced by Michelle Grace Hunter and Claudia San Giorgi de Lemore. All of them tell their own story, but in fact, it's a universal story of self-doubt, often experienced by women, lack of role model and sexism. This has laid the groundwork for a new documentary. And today, we'll hear from Claudia about the gender gap in the industry and how hearing those revelations has transformed her. I'm Olga Klepova, and you're listening to the podcast On Purpose. Today is somewhat of a special episode of the podcast because it's been a year since we launched the podcast and our first episode was recorded with Evelyn Tadros, the co-founder of HARAF, Human Rights and Arts Film Festival. And the second episode was with one of the filmmakers, um, Holly Pfeiffer. And today we have another filmmaker whose film will be premiered at HARAF, Claudia San Giorgi de Limore. Welcome to the show, Claudia. Thank you. So, as I mentioned, it is special. Well, for me, this episode is really special. We are looping the year of um, our episodes. Let's talk about you first as a filmmaker. My journey with film and photography, I guess, started when I was very young. I grew up with parents that are artists, visual artists, performing artists. I always had access to sort of creating things. I was probably around 15 years old when Anita Larkin, who worked at Multicultural Arts Victoria at the time, an organisation here in Melbourne, and she was like, come with me, I need a photo taken. They started to get getting me on board to record interviews and make small videos on some of the artists or the events, or we did. We ended up making a, a history on multicultural, multicultural arts Victoria as well. Uh, I think that's probably where I built confidence in myself to be able to, you know, do things like that, work with a variety of people and tell stories. In the last six years, I have spent a lot of time making music video clips for different artists in Melbourne. And this, I guess, is a natural, this film is a natural extension of that as, I've, you know, I've been working within the music industry doing that for the last few years. Let's give a bit of background to your film, Her Sound and Her Story. From what I gathered, um, initially it wasn't even a film. It was an exhibition of portraits and short video episodes. Is that right? And it was a few years back. Yes. The history of the entire project of Her Sound, Her Story, it began in 2014. It stemmed from the idea that Michelle Grace Hunter, who co-produced the film with me and has been my partner in the whole creative output of what we've done. She had just finished a big photographic series on hip-hop and within that I think she'd noticed that out of 190 or something like that portraits, she'd only 
taking photos of about seven women. She started to further query into why were there no women, where were they all? And from that thought, well, I'd really love to shine a light on on women, firstly in hip-hop and then it extended into discovering that there was just a lack of inequality and presence of women across the board in the, in the music industry. She thought, I will just take 10 portrait images and celebrate them. That could be great. Uh, and she started, she took her first portrait of artist Thelma Plum and I think sat with that a little bit and came back to it and went, I, I feel I need to explore this further, but I can't do it on my own. Rang me up and said, I'm, I've got this idea and I, I want to celebrate women. I don't really know what to do and how to do it. You should come along. I'll photograph them. You interview them. And let's see what happens. There was vague discussion of a documentary, you know. Oh, wouldn't it be cool if we made a doco? I think it was as, as innocent as that. And in the first round before we put out the photographic exhibition, we'd interviewed, you know, 50 women at that stage and she'd photographed uh, over that number as well. So we just kept going and going. And that was about the two-year mark when the photographic exhibition installation went up in the Emporium. That was sort of part of my scramble or my process in working that out was to make the 12 vignettes that, that went out online with Rolling Stone and as well as those and the photographic installation, we also did a concert as part of Melbourne Music Week where we got to bring together, I think it was 15 artists to perform all together and we put together a band that was all women and it was through all of those outcomes and really essentially that week that I started to, to see what the narrative was. It's just came to my mind when you were describing it because for a documentary you do need something that connects those those stories even if they were separate, dispersed or even if they were really similar, you have to bring them somehow to unite them. What was it that you found, this glue element? Yeah. On a personal note as a filmmaker and being I, I edited the film as well, I think it was realising the similarity of my own experiences, my own stories, and then realising just how much having heard all of these stories shared with me, it was healing me or helping me or guiding me and giving me a sense of well-being. And I was like, well, if all these different separate issues that we've all heard are relevant to me, they're going to be relevant to anyone else. So I just need to find a really creative way to well, share them. That's quite an assumption <laughs> in yeah. terms of relevance of subjects. Yeah, I, I think it's because while interviewing, we noticed that it was a universal story. Like what? Uh, God, you've, I mean, the film touches on so many things. It starts with, I guess, a, a very common feeling of self-doubt that a lot of women go through. And in, in your early stages of trying to become anything, whatever it is that you want to be in life, uh, just lack of confidence, lack of self-assurance, maybe lack of support and lack of role model that could start all the way from when you're a little girl, you know. And then moving into industries where there's really common things like sexism or... From there it went into, God, it's so, so many broad topics, sexism into non-representation of diversity, um, ageism and women becoming redundant at a certain age, particularly in a music industry where they just feel that they're not relevant over a certain age or becoming a mother, having to choose whether to start a family and have children or choose your career and the fact that that had to be a choice. So many of these stories, they were repeated over and over again in different ways by so many of the women. And that's, that's how I tackled the editing process in the end. I listened through 
everything again and just started pulling out, made made headings of things that I felt were the key topics that kept being rehashed and pulled all of those conversations in under those key headings. And the film was six and a half hours at the first edit, basically. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's the starting point for all the editors. What do you do with all this material that you don't want to get rid of, but you have to? But how, I was going to say how timely the release is, and our podcast is going to go out after you have your premiere, but still, a couple of months ago, there was this uh, report on gender diversity in the music industry of all, and then you coming up with your film. Have you um, based any of your film information on that research findings? There's some very small mention of statistics, I think because we made the film over a course of essentially three years. Nothing is too heavy on numbers and stats. And I think obviously the women's experiences hold much more weight than saying that 30% of this and 60% of that. Um, We have a few templates that, you know, pop up and say, you know, there's only 28% of women that hold the major key and powerful roles, you know, within the industry. I didn't want to timestamp anything because I think things are shifting. I think people don't really relate to statistics either, even though the findings are obviously there's the proof and that's the fact. But the report was actually quite holistic in terms of uh, tackling the music industry and the diversity there. It even looked on the radio how much of uh, gender diversity we have there on Australian radio and representation of women. Let's go back to the film from that report. So You looked into music industry and you interviewed how many women participated in the in your film? I got 48 women on screen in the end, in the final cut. <laughs> and what types of music, <laughs> genres they represent? Uh, it's from, the genres are so widespread and that was something really important to Michelle and I to reflect the diversity and the beautiful colour and all the shapes and sizes and ages and levels of success in inverted commas or fame you know so it's it's so broad I think our veteran female artist we spoke to would be Renee Geyer and then perhaps maybe somebody like I'm not sure Alicia Joy maybe in Melbourne um who's a really local artist you know we tried to make something that was really broad so that anyone watching it would find a sense of connection to it and again the purpose of the film of the documentary was to open up and bring those those personal stories of these women to light. How eager were these musicians to be part of it? It was beautifully organic and <laughs> we were very fortunate. You know, Michelle and I would walk in as a two-man setup, two-woman setup with our little gear and equipment and always fluffed our way through all the technical difficulties and often within the first 15 minutes somebody would turn around and go, I'm really sorry, but I think I know you from somewhere to me. And so that innate sense of familiarity, not although I'd never met any of these people, just that really common personable thread meant we could just slide straight into having a conversation. We didn't go into it with an agenda. We didn't go into it wanting to vilify anybody. I genuinely most of the time didn't know anything about who I was actually speaking to, so I just wanted to hear what they had to say and who they were and how life had been for them. If an artist had had a great experience with us, which, you know, it, it had always been like that, they would advocate uh, and pass the baton on to the next artist, you know, and it was often, oh, I know this person and we're very fortunate that so many women actually were that generous with us, particularly on this. Yeah, because if someone asks me, oh, do you want to be part of a movie? 
and tell about the hardship of your life? I'd say no, of course not. So how would you approach this, these women? And what was your, you know, selling point, if you like? Yeah, um, it was about celebration. I think a lot of our words surrounding it was that we wanted to celebrate women in music. We wanted to give a platform for a female narrative, you know, give them an opportunity to share their story and share in ways that perhaps they hadn't been asked to before. I think that that was another common thing that some artists said, even in reflection as they were speaking, were, were saying to us, I've actually never really been asked about this. You would be very surprised at just how generous people are when you ask them to to reveal, um, you know, the beautiful honesty of their story and who they actually are, when they're allowed to just be themselves. So I, I think it was kind of waiting to happen. It's just that, you know, people want to share, want to share. I, I get that. That's the feeling I get. Did you know you could download this and other episodes from our website, bankos.com.au forward slash on purpose. We'd love you to leave your comments and rate the show as it helps us improve and grow our on purpose community. On a personal level, it's been a hugely healing process for me. And, and so such an evolution in understanding the importance of women and older women, listening, actually listening, the importance of, you know, I think my generation and younger, we, we really railroad a lot of things now in thinking that we know everything. You know, we were sort of born into that era uh, rather than sitting down and listening a lot. In the second part of this podcast, Claudia will share her own experience of working on this film and how sometimes all it takes is a good friend to see a project done. And has it left any impact on you personally throughout working on this film? And if it has, what is it? How did you feel yes, throughout it? Absolutely. My, my mother always tells me about it at the moment, uh, that it's changed me. And I really do think it has It's probably softened me. It's... I was just speaking to a friend on the way here, actually, and reflecting on, you know, four years ago, I probably didn't really like women. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, it's very harsh when I think I say it out loud, but that's really how I would have felt. And maybe I had less patience and less empathy. Uh, and it probably came out of something that a lot of women who maybe are confident or you know just forging a pathway of their own is that you know you keep your head down and you just keep moving and you don't stop as much to form great connection of support instead maybe you go into fear mode or competition so on a personal level it's been a hugely healing process for me and and so such an evolution in understanding the importance of women and older women listening actually listening the importance of you know, I think my generation and younger, we, we really railroad a lot of things now in thinking that we know everything. You know, we were sort of born into that era uh, rather than sitting down and listening a lot, you know, to wisdom that's passed a- along. Sto- and storytelling, it's not a common act as much as it used to be, you know. Just conversation uh, with other that 
potentially someone who's had more life experience and has a wealth of wisdom to tell you whether they're older than you or they're just different to you, you know. Very big heart-opening moment and I think one of the most exciting things that myself and Michelle always reflect on is like it's the women. That's the reason why we kept going with this. They're, the, they're our reason. That's the reason for me personally as a filmmaker creating a completely unfunded film independently just with Michelle and I working on it. I would always just refer back to them and be like, you have such, you know, wealth, beauty and value to me that I think you need to be, this needs to be shared. If it's done this to me, what will it do for other people? When you said it was complete, it is a completely unfunded film, it's probably not an easy job bringing this to the final uh, point and especially getting it to Raf <laughs> to see it finished. <laughs> To see it's done. not for the faint-hearted at all. No, it like anything, I think when you make art, you have to be completely obsessed with it, you know, because it is really difficult. I say this a lot, that I feel this f film is really funded on a friendship that Michelle and I share, particularly on her end with her perseverance and patience with someone like me. You know, I'm probably more flamboyant and artistic and tend to want to throw it all in and then I'm really inspired and I have too many ideas and you know it's a it's a wild roller coaster and she's just so loyal and always believed that I could do it and so I felt indebted as well to that beautiful loyalty that I, that I should complete this you know we sh we we need to I need to do it for her and I need to do it for all these women and then all the other women that will get something from it you know it would be like a set to act of service I guess And after interviewing all these women, did you get the idea why gender gap exists? Because, you know, if you talk about the IT industry or even online security, there are less women and we know why, because women are less attracted to go and do the tech subjects. It's a fact, yeah. just generally. But if we look into the art industry, why is there less women? Again, in a, in a statistic sense, uh, I think it's an equal, equal of women studying music but it drops off when women come to be artists and I would say that's again about confidence and self-assuredness and that it will take a woman 10 years to really think that she's mastered something to then call herself that. Whereas a man may walk in and be like, I'm just gonna, you know, walk my way through this and on the way I'll probably learn it all but at least I've declared who I am from the beginning. It's just like... Yeah, fundamental stuff, which again, I don't think just relates to music. It's just more prominent and easy to see in music based on who's successful or who gets played on the radio, you know, who gets employed. What about these women who participated in your film? Did they get a chance to see it already? And that's the first thing. And if they did, what was their reaction? Yeah, um, we had a preview in November, which I think around 10 of the women came I was actually just speaking with Dallas Frasca this morning and she said I, she's only in the film for about three minutes, which is personally one of my favourite grabs is when she appears. And she was like, it's amazing that I'm in it that short, but I feel like when I watch it, it's my story. Like you just tell the whole thing. And I'm like, yes, that's, it's, it's, it's my experience, the whole entire thing of it. And I can relate to it. And There's been, they've been so supportive, all the women who have seen it so far. There's a lot of gratitude, you know, being passed towards Michelle and I for just having done it and a lot of them reflecting on now feeling a greater sense of connectivity to each other, that we've created this easy access community where 
perhaps these women, for example, would have been at a festival and they're all billed, so they're all there. They might not ever meet each other. They're in different tents. They're playing different genres of music. They're with bands. They're with managers. So it's like we're creating this little, it's not even a network because it's more like a big love festival. (laughs) They now feel like this great sense of belonging and connectivity to each other. So it's further boosting their confidence and their drive to keep going because it's like, oh, she's she's just over there doing it with me. I can they can kind of feel each other, which is I'd say if we were to get anything out of doing this, that that'd be the most beautiful reward for Michelle and I. That to see a community like that being created and and helping you know fuel some of that. What's the next step after you've produced this kind of film? Would you like to pursue these topics within your for your own career or? just general documentary filmmaker? Yeah, I think naturally I'll, I will continue to keep being drawn to telling stories, you know, telling real stories that people can relate to. I'd really like to make a film out of a um, novel. I also think the life of this film is far bigger than what Michelle and I ever intended it to be, the life of the community and where it's all going to go from here. It's really exciting, I think, you know, We feel like we've finished it, but it's probably a whole other journey that's just about to begin. Great. Thank you very much, Claudia. Thank you so much. Thank it's you. a good time to be a woman in the Australian music industry, I reckon. It's a good time to be a woman, full stop. I'm a very busy woman with a lot on my plate, so you better eat it up before I take it up. We hope you enjoyed today's conversation. Remember, you can join in on social media by tagging us at Bankost or by leaving a comment under the track. Make sure you subscribe so you can hear our latest episodes. I'm Ben from Bank Australia, and until next time, goodbye from us.